Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But you are here for a reason, and you know that reason. I finally realized I'm literally put on this earth to bring people joy. Hi, I'm Miss Danielle, and this is Help a Human Out. The last three episodes have been empowering, sad, inspiring, so many emotions all wrapped into one. And we wanted to make sure we took the time and held some space to just say thank you for everyone who has reached out, for getting involved, for sharing, and of course, for owning your own narrative. We stand with you. We believe you. And your stories matter. Storytelling saves lives. We definitely believe it around here. So thank you so much for hearing our stories for showing such compassion and empathy and for also uh, being brave and sharing your own truth. We appreciate you. This week, though, we have a real treat. Trust and believe this is going to be something special. I don't know if you know Shanti, but I've been rocking with Shanti for a good decade, maybe. I have been tucking, tightening, for so long, and I am so excited that Shanti is on the podcast today. He is a world-renowned health and fitness motivator. Please tell me you know about insanity, hip-hop, abs. That's where I'm always tilt-tucking, tightening. Focus, T25, insanity, size, transformation, 20. Honey, if you gotta put it together, if you wanna get it all in shape, snatched, whatever the kids say these days, trust me, Shanti can help you do that. But It's not just the fitness that people love about Shanti, at least it's not for me. I really, really love Shanti because he is focused on affecting positive lifestyle changes in people around the world and not just about your fitness, right? The best version of yourself is attainable and that just doesn't have to do with your physical. It has to do with your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, all of that. He is a phenomenal human being. He made me laugh. Pretty much, I have now decided he's going to be my new best friend. And since he agreed, ladies and gentlemen, my new best friend, Shanti. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. So first and foremost, Sean, most people know, they know you from your vivid, bright, amazing personality and trying to tilt, tuck, and tighten us all the way to fitness. So excited to have you on the podcast today, Shanti. Thank you, Danielle. I'm so excited to be here. You are lit. You are my kind of people. You are a feeler. You are a lover. You are a transformer. So let's freaking do this. Yes, the helpers are so ready for you. So listen, this is going to be an interview a little bit different, okay? Because I know that your life involves so much fitness, but you there's so much more to you, right? You are also a feeler and an empath, and you bring so much light to the world. I want to talk about some tough things. I want to talk about some amazing things. I want to talk about 
how you have learned to thrive, right? Mm. But in order to know how you learn to thrive, I need you to take me to the moment that was, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I need to change my whole life. What did that look like? Yes. You know, that was the most monumental moment in my life. I was 14 years old. I had just been through four plus years of sexual abuse from my mom's living boyfriend, who I used to call my step monster. And I just oh, wow. remember it was, a, it was a couple of years after the abuse had ended. And if we can keep it very, very real, the reason why the abuse ended is because I was finally able to have an ejaculation, which makes me know that he was 100% a pedophile. And wow. so, but I went through a really tough time between the time it ended and the time I actually decided to move out of my house at 14 years old, because I went through something that was like so crazy that... I don't think a lot of people who survive sexual abuse talk about, which is, you know, when the abuse ended at the age of like around 12, late 12 years old, I, there was something about that attention that I missed. And so, you know, I like to tell people that, you know, the first person that broke up with me was my abuser because it just immediately stopped and you endured this incredibly horrible, uh, life for a very long time and you you kind of become numb to it and accepted it so in the, in that moment or those moments of accepting you kind of in a really odd way crave the attention i'm so happy that you said that though like there's probably so many people who feel so conflicted about that feeling, right? But Stockholm syndrome is a real thing. Like a connection is a connection, whether it be an unhealthy connection or a connection um, that's completely unhealthy and illegal and abusive. It's still a connection. Yeah. And it's so odd to talk about. I remember going through therapy. It was so hard to like admit that, you know, I wanted that attention when most people think that you should, oh my gosh, you should know that's wrong. You should run away from it, but it was different. But I do remember the process of, you know, going through that phase of no longer being wanted. And I remember it was, it's kind of like being in a relationship you get broken up with. And then you're like, I never want to talk to this person again. But for me, I realized not only do I never want to talk to this person again, but I finally realized at the age of 14, that what I have been going through is extremely toxic. And that toxicity was literally, it was like my house was filled with toxic liquid. Like it was like, every time I walked in home from school, I was just like, it was like my skin was burning. My brain was burning. Like I just couldn't take it anymore. And so one day I just My grandmother came by to visit. She was in her car and she never got out the car. She never went in that house. And I believe she never went in that house because she knew how ugly it was in there. And Mm. I just remember telling her, you know, I wanted to come live with her and my grandparents. I remember telling my grandmother I wanted to, to come live with her and my grandfather. And I said it in front of my mom so that it put everybody on the spot so they couldn't say no. Yep. And I was yes. like, this is going to be my way out. But anyway, so that the moment that I'm talking about was when I finally moved in the house with them at 14. And the first night I had this like incredibly powerful cry that I was like, I oh. finally felt free. And I swear, growing up in the church, you know, my grandfather always talked about being born again and, you know, you know, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior or whatever. And I didn't really understand it into that moment. Like, I really felt like that's the day I was born. So while I am 43 years old, I really feel yeah. like, you know, subtract. I'm 29. 
because I've only been living for 29 years. Wow. I want to I tell you something because I think it'll resonate so much with you. Uh, Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris, right? She is um, a phenomenal woman who talks about ACE scores, which are adverse childhood experiences, right? I'm willing to bet your ACE score is really high just from what you experience and what you're talking about. What you described with the, um, the toxic jelly or the toxic stuff that was flowing through your house. She has a metaphor, right? And mm. she says that when we, t- we got to talk about chronic stress, right? And so she says, you know, when you're out in the woods and a bear pops out at you and you see this bear, all of a sudden what happens? Fight or flight. Mm. Your, your heart starts racing. Your everything is, oh. And then she says, but when the bear goes away, your heart rate calms down. All of these things happen. And then she says, which is what changed my life, which I know will resonate with you. But what happens when you live with the bear? Mm. Mm. And that's what you're describing. You lived with the bear. So you, you talked about it when you walked in the house and you could feel it in your body. You're also talking about it when you're at grandma and grandpa's house and all of a sudden you had that cry and you felt free because you lived with the bear. And what I find interesting is people don't understand that chronic stress and especially like those adverse childhood experiences, how they literally change you on a cellular level and they can impact you your whole life. And what I love seeing you and your story and knowing like where you came from and where you are, I want to ask you, like you lived with the bear and you know, you, you found a freedom with your grandparents, but those things literally change us and we have to heal from those and get through it. And what was it for you? How, how are you here when you came from there, like walk us through that healing process, that journey. You know, I, I believe that life for me, it happens in sevens. And that's why in my book, you know, I have the seven superpowers because yes. every year, every year of seven for me was like this really transformative kind of life-changing experience. So when I was 14, I moved out of my house. And then when I was 21, I came out as gay. And so, but the process between the two, the process within each seven-year zone is extremely, like, it is incredibly tough at some points and also some really great moments. So, you know, I had this moment where I was 14, I finally felt free, you know, I'm in high school and then two years later, you know, I have to come out to myself as gay. I was the first person I came out to. So when people are like, when did you come out? I'm like, I was the first person I came out to. I was not, you know, while I came out to my mother, you know, at 21, at 16, I came out to me. And that was the next like step to put me on a level of, of change and believe in myself. From the time I was 16 years old, I was like, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You better be your most authentic self up in here. So, when, when I turned 16 years old, after I've been through all that sexual abuse and I was able to escape that, when I turned 16 years old, I said, shit. I said, <laughs> I'm a, I may not be like walking through the halls of school, you know, carrying the rainbow flag, even though I didn't even know what the rainbow flag was back then. But I was like, I'm going to be 100% me and I'm going to give zero fucks about it. Like that was the first time where I really was yep. just like, I, I literally at 16 went to the mirror and I was like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, you're gay. And I said that like, I don't know how many times. And then I breathed through that and I was like, okay, cool. Maybe you can't tell anybody else, but that really set me on a path to really excel in so many things. I started excelling in sports. 
I started excelling in singing. I was in a singing group back in the day. I started excelling I in, in academics. Like it was just like I was on this this process of freeing myself. And you know, it really, really, really helped me to. You know, I don't want to say that like being sexually abused was a good thing, but I think it made me grow up quickly. And just like you, I know you had two jobs in high school. Not only was I going to high school, not only was I in track and field, I was the president of the race club and racism and sexism everywhere, you know, and sports and singing and all that. But I also, you know, I had a job. And, you know, it was these kind of things that I did in the process between... 14 and when I came out to my mom and my family at 21, that really empowered me to continue to believe in who I am truly. And I felt like I had to grow up so young. I remember going to school and just being like, I would be in classrooms and each classroom was different. Some classrooms, I was like, oh my God, I feel free in this classroom. There was some classrooms I was like, this energy is not it. I'm just going to stay quiet. There were some classrooms where I raised my hand to read, to read the, the chapter of the book, only because I felt like that, that was what's going to calm the classroom. And so I knew from a very young age that like I could feel things in such an incredibly sometimes scary way, but I I was like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I can change the energy in a room by either retracting myself or like infiltrating myself in the experience of what's happening. So all throughout high school, you know, that's kind of like, that was my process. It was like this, um, I felt like my life was percolating and it was like, you know, it was make, it was grinding the coffee. So then at 21 years old, when I came out to my mom and my brother and to friends, you know, that was like the next pop for me where I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is great. And I just, and I just really, like I said, from a very young age, used that momentum to continue to push me forward. That's why I have a tattoo on my, my leg. And I talk about my book always forward, you know, of course you're going to get stuck. Of course, sometimes you get thrown back. But for me, you know, I ran track and I was like, we passed the baton. And for me, I passed the baton to the next version of me. And every seven years I was passing the baton. I'm like, all right, Sean T, like what you got for us now? So, you know, just through that process, that's how I was able, that's how, you know, I'm here now. And so I can keep on going, but, you know. No, I'm, I'm glad I want to, because this is so important because a couple of things that I heard you say, which I definitely need to grab, is that you said, once you came out, once you started to say, like, I'm going to live, this is me, uh, you know, rainbow flag, whatever, this is me, you said, you started to excel. That's what you said. You said, I started to be better in academics, in sports, in singing. That's what alignment looks like. Mm. You can't be in alignment with yourself if you out here pretending, right? And I think it's such a beautiful thing that you described because people wonder why they're not getting the things that they so want it's because you got to really look inside and you have to ask yourself, am I in alignment with the way I'm living? Is this really, because what you're, what you're describing is manifesting. Like you obviously put in that damn work. There is no question about that. And you had to heal and you had to do all these things. But also when you are in alignment with who you actually are supposed to be, you will notice that you're attracting all the things that you are supposed to have. It's too Mm. hard to get there if you're not in alignment with yourself. That's 100% true. You know, it's funny. I have a funny story. So when I moved to LA, I thought that 
I had to be LA. I remember moving to LA and there was all these like, you know, all these dancers and they were acting a certain way and they were dressing a certain way. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like the way to be. And I remember being there for a little bit and I came back home and one of my friends who's still a really good friend today, she was like, you ain't acting like yourself. And that was like the next, Listen, my friends are ride or die. They'll tell you straight. The, yep. Right. As they should. Right. So, and I'm from Jersey, I'm from the East Coast. And you know, DC, y'all, we don't play mm-hmm. out there. It's like, it is what it nope. is. And so, you know, it was just interesting. So I just remember like t- taking that and being like, you know what? That's really true. Because I'm thinking that like, in order for me to excel, I have to like fit into this box. And I'm like, when has, when, when have I ever thrived fitting into somebody else's box. I'm like, mm-hmm. never. Ain't a box big enough for that personality Listen, over there, okay? I need the whole, I need the entire universe for somebody to handle me. So, um, that part. <laughs> so then I was just like, you know, so then I was just like, you're right. So then instead of treating being a dancer in LA like everybody else and like dressing like this and acting like this, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to continue to teach my fitness classes. I'm going to continue to go to my auditions and I'm going to treat it like the educated person that I am. I'm like, I graduated with honors and I got job. I had, you know, a couple jobs in the corporate Come world. Come on, black excellence. Right, and believe. So I was like, you know what? Right. I'm like, let me run, let me go through my life how I've been going through my life. And so I cut out the like trying to be LA thing and I went more into, you know, what has helped you succeed in the past? And that was being you, you know, mm-hmm. being your vibrant self, you know, treating jobs and 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 opportunities like you're going into a, a corporate situation and you want the job and so that's what I started to do and when I started to change yes. that then things started to flow in a way that was really right for me and that's when you know I just met the right people because they saw me not being that they saw me being me and, and I was at Equinox one day and I was teaching and a producer came up to my to me in my class where she was watching my class and reached out to me and was like you know you know I like that not only is your class really great but I like the way you you know you greet your people and the energy you give and the journey you take them on every single class and you know I think it'd be really great if you know you could be you could come in and be um, an instructor at Beachbody and then like get your own program. And so, wow. And that happened around 28, which was the next, you know, seven, seven years. years. Get into Come it. on, seven year cycles. Right. I'm here for it. See, now I got to figure out my own cycles. I like that. <laughs> I, I, I do. You're like a butterfly. You, you, you know, you get into that cocoon a little bit. You got to go through some of those growing pains and then you come out this beautiful butterfly. And I just love that you're walking you know, you're such a prime example of really, really kind of owning your authenticity and walking in it and moving in it. And and even the fact that you're like, yeah, it wasn't working for me when I wasn't, right? Mm. It's so beautiful to see that when we really do walk as ourselves, when we really do show up that way, people can't deny it, right? Like the reason why, when you show up as your full self, and like you said, like, you can't pretend. You got to just show up as your full self. People will match your energy. And that's what I think happens with you, right? Like you said, when you walk into a room, you can feel things. And you said you can either like retreat or retract, or you can like light the room up. That's because people will match the energy you put out more often than not. And what's super dope is that you choose to keep putting out good energy. You know, exactly. Because I think, you know, you said this um, when we had a conversation earlier, you said 
something like, you know, not everybody's going to like you. And I've said that a lot. I'm like, listen. Yeah. I don't want everybody to like me. Not because I'm being mean right? or not because I'm putting out, I'm not putting out joy, but I'm like, that's exhausting. I'm like, we are, everybody is on this earth. We are living a different path. And while I'm super pleasant and I think it's really great that, you know, there are a lot of people that vibe with me. I'm like, I'm not waking up to please everyone. I'm waking up to be myself. And if I attract those people that, the people that I attract is great. Like the minute, you know, we posted that Scott and I got married, I lost thousands of followers for years. Bye. Every time, I, Right. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want me to do because you talking about me or not liking me is number one, it's not paying my bills. Number one, it's clearly not on a path to make me happy. And three, I'm not giving you the energy. So your disappointment in me for being myself has everything to do with you. And I'm going to let you go work on that and let you fix that. And I'm going to continue to be 100% authentic to who I am. I'm not saying it's easy to do that, but you know, for people out there who are listening, I'm like, listen, like you are here for a reason and you know that reason. I finally realized I've, I'm literally put on this earth to bring people joy. Like, that's what I do. It's what I do best. It's the situation I thrive in most. And, you know, there'll be times like in the past, you know, I told my husband uh, last, during the pandemic, I was like, I don't want to take a job where someone just asked me to speak anymore. And he looked at me like, yeah, but you, you know, you're really great on stage. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I can't be myself if I'm just going out on stage, giving a keynote. I'm like, that's not me. I'm like, I got to move. I got to like, you know, I feel like, there's a system to being like, oh, I'm going to be a keynote speaker. And I think those people are really yeah. great, but I'm like, that's not me. If I'm not, if I can't have a cut up session, if I'm not moving, if I'm not dancing, if I'm not making you sweat, I'm like, it's just not me. And I had to like really turn a lot of those things down that was going to make me a yeah. lot of money. But I was just like, it's not me. It's not what I want to do. It's not what I'm... It's. I might be really good at it, but if it's not me, that's not what I'm going to do. And, I, and you know... And I just think that's important for people to know. You know why you're here. You know what Absolutely. you do best. You know how you touch people. And I'm like, you know, hone in on that because that's going to not only bring you joy, but it's going to bring other people joy because you are being your most authentic self. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is where I want to take you. Mm. I have been really deeply thinking lately um, about the lenses that we look through, right? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you know, when we're grieving, we are looking through life through that grief lens. 
when we have been abused, we are often looking through life from that victim mm-hmm. mentality, right? You, you, you see many different lenses. You, you get your heart broken. You are definitely looking through the world like, oh, men are trash. Women are awful. <laughs> you know, there's these different lenses. At different points in my life, I've recognized that a big part, one of my big lenses is abandonment. Right. Mm. I have I I have worked through a lot of abandonment issues with people and friendships. And I'm wondering what was the lens that was the hardest for you to let go of? Right. Because I had a self-doubt lens that was so prevalent in my life. So prevalent. Like anytime I was starting to win, that lens came up like, well, you got to be doing more. You got to be better. You got you come from nothing. And so I had to really change my lens. So the lens I exist in now, and I really, really try to stay here, is a grateful lens. I'm grateful for my kids and my partner. And when I, and I re, like, yes, things could be worse. Yes, people have it worse. But I try to keep looking through a grateful lens. And occasionally I got to put on a different lens and cut somebody out. So, you know, <laughs> we're human. You shift, right? But what <laughs> lens did you feel like you stayed in a little too long? And what lens are you looking through the world at now? The lens, that is such an incredible question. Oh my goodness. So the lens that I felt was the toughest for me was the lens of being alone and like retracting. Mm. Because when I was younger, I was hiding this big secret. So I literally used to hide in my closet. Isolated. And then it was blaming everyone else for why I was in the closet you know, and I, and I'm not talking about the gay closet. I'm talking about literally as a kid, I would take my buddy, my light bright toy, and I would hide in the mm-hmm. closet. And I and as each minute passed, I would get so mad that my mom and my brother didn't come looking for me. They had no idea where I was. They had no idea I was getting molested. They had no idea that I was feeling alone. They had no idea I had all these emotions. But I'm like, why the fuck don't they know? You know. And so right. I lived a long time through this lens where, you know you should know I'm upset or you should check on me. And I'm like, I'm living in this bright world. I'm living in this, I'm living this like amazing, vibrant life, but I'm still living through a lens of feeling alone and feeling trapped Mm. and feeling silence. And that was a really, that was like super, super tough to get through. I mean, it affected, it affected my most important relationship obviously was my, which was my, which is my husband. And at the time we were engaged. So that was like really tough to get through. But now the lens that I live through now is the lens of being loud as fuck. Like I literally, you know, I am like live out loud. That's why I, I love the friendship. I'm friendship. I'm building with Shantae. Who's in some of my let's get up videos and Lizzo. Mm -hmm. We are creating an incredible friendship because they are both loud. Like, I don't know if anybody's seen... Unapologetic. Unapo- I'm like, be the fuck you. So like, and I and I like to curse because it, it's as an exclamation, you know? Yes. So and like, first of all, if that's what you like to do, you get to do it, period. Right. Like, if it's not hurting nobody, go ahead. Right. And so, you know, I live... Um, I don't know what I was, who I was talking to, but I'm like, I already know what being sad feels like. <sighs> I already know. Like, even, even like, last week, you know, I had to talk to my husband and my team about, like, this is how I'm feeling. Like, mentally, I'm just, like, I'm overwhelmed in, in all these, in these different areas. And I'm, like, I already know what that feels like. Like, I need, like, so I just, like, live out loud. Like, I refuse to live in loneliness. I refuse to keep quiet. 
And I think it's, it's helping me. It's helping other people. You know, I get so many messages from people who are doing my new program, Let's Get Up, because, you know, yes. for the first time, for the first time since 2006, when I filmed Hip Hop Abs, which you know about. Yes. It's the first time I've really showed up on set. When I tell you, like, there was no mental preparation for filming except for when my director just said three, two, one, action. Like, Brandy has this song, Come As You Are. And I mm-hmm. could play that song on repeat. It's like, come as you are, baby. I'm, I'm not going to try to sing right now, even though I can. But um, It's okay. <laughs> We're going to have a but, little duet later. <laughs> right, come through. You know, it was the first time I was like, I'm just going to come as I am. I'm like, I literally don't have to, I literally don't have the time to not be me. I don't have the time. I, I don't know how long I'm going to be come here. On. I I truly don't know. I know that I really hope to live a long, prosperous, fun life. But let me tell you what I really, I do struggle. I'm not saying I don't. But I'm going to tell you right now, I do not have the time to not be me. I just don't have the time to be anything else other than me. And I really want people out there to know, like, it is okay to be you. Because most of the time when when we are our authentic selves, we are kind, we are happy, we are trying to brighten mm-hmm. somebody's day, we're trying to help someone out. Or if you're an accountant and you like being on the computer and you like doing numbers, you're helping somebody make some more money, you're helping them not get, you know, audited by the IRS. I mean, you're doing Come something on. to bring joy to somebody's life. So the best thing to do is to be 100% you. I love that. And I love that you're like, you got to get to a place where you're unapologetically you. And one of the things you said earlier that really stuck out to me was you said, you know, when you told people you were getting married or when you was posting the the married photos, all of a sudden your numbers went down. Let me tell you, (laughs) it's like people forget who we are. It's not like you, you you don't hide who you are, Shanti. Like you, everybody knows who you are, what you stand for, all these things. Same here. Right. And it never fails that when I start talking about anti-racism or anti-homophobia or anti-sexism, anti-toxic masculinity, when I am there with discussing the isms, as an educator, it is my job to teach people, right? Instantly, I know, I'm like, okay, I'm about to post this. I look at the followers and I know, I just know. And it's like, this is what we talk about when people put you in a box, right? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes my blackness is okay if it's stifled and it's it's presented in a way that is palatable for certain people, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes my queerness is okay if it's presented in a certain way. Or sometimes, you know, this is okay. Me being a woman is okay if I present it this way. But low, but like, Lord have mercy, understanding that I like trap music and I pray to God in the universe. It's like, wait, you don't know. What is she doing? She can't know. You get to be all of those things. We are not a monolithic group of people. We are not a, you know, we are, there's so much duality when we think about us as people, right? And so let all them people leave because I friendly remind people who I am about once a month. Like, I'm just like, hey, I see a lot of new followers here. I am queer. I am partnered with a man and queer as hell. I love this. I don't love this. Like, if you here, you need to know who I am and what I stand for because some of y'all ain't going to like to be here too long because you will be called out on your own shit, right? (laughs) And so let them leave because the people who are supposed to surround you are going to be there. They're going to show up for you. So, like, Bye. Yeah, I think what's really cool, too, is, you know, there are people who are activists and who are really outspoken on worldly things or, you know, you know, all these things. Because I would even get people getting mad at me because I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter enough or I'm not talking about 
the, you know, taking over the capital. Like, I get people get mad at me for that. And I'm just like, but there are people who do that really well. Like, there are people out there who who can articulate exactly how that feels. Really great to help you understand. I'm not one of those people. So why are you expecting me to be a news organization? Like, I, when you scroll through your social media, like... When you arrive on my page or when you, when you plug in one of my workouts, I'm going to uplift you. I'm an uplifter. I'm an I'm a, I'm a energetic giver to help give you energy for you to trust and believe in who you are. Why are you trying to put me in a box? And so if, someone, if I come to your page and I follow you, I want to be called out. I want to learn. I think the, the issue is when people feel uncomfortable they mm-hmm. don't want it's because they don't want to learn or because it strikes something and in addition to that they don't know how to respond to things that make them uncomfortable because there are people that I follow that think 100% differently to me and I have friends that feel like differently but I'm not going to not be your friend if anything I'm going to have a conversation about it let me understand you and if you don't know yes. the other side of that let me help you understand the other side of that because we didn't grow up the same way and that had a lot that's a lot to do with why we think the way we think. But I'm not going to try and change, you know, I'm not going to try and change you for that. Like, I'm going to try to learn from you. So don't try to change me because it ain't going to happen. Amen. Right. It's not going to happen. Like, we have to be able to move through this the right way. So was there ever a time, um, you know, I know that you you have the the seven-year cycles, which I love to hear about because I I believe um, that transformation is the only constant, right? Mm. We're constantly transforming. And so, you know, I, I think about the time where, or the times where people say like, oh, you've changed, right? Do you remember having anyone tell you that you've changed? And it wasn't said in a way that it's like, oh, wow, you've blossomed into the real you. It, you know, normally when people are like, you change, it's not given as a compliment. So I want you to talk to young Shanti, right? Mm. And <laughs> tell young Shanti you change, but give... Young Shanti, this powerful, you change that's not in a mean way. Show Young Shanti some love for me. I want you to tell Young Shanti, you changed, and thank God you did, because this, this, and this. Like, I want you to love on your young, the younger version of you for 30 seconds right now. Yeah, so first of all, I would talk to eight-year-old Shanti, the one who is getting sexually abused, and tell him, you are the strongest person I know. Without you, I don't know if I would have the power, the mental strength, the physical strength, or the ability to push past limits that I didn't think were possible. Um, I appreciate you every single day. And I follow you, believe it or not, because I believe that you endure something that is so and was so terribly difficult that if you aren't leading me through the tough times, I don't think that I would succeed. So little Shawnee, thank you for surviving sexual abuse and letting me get to where I am today and helping me thrive. Oh, come on, little Shawnee. I think so often when we, um, you know, when we are where we are, right? So, you know, I'm 36. I'm a mom. I'm partnered now. I, I, Sometimes I look back at the younger versions of me and I'm judging her by 36-year-old me standards. Mm. Like, how unfair is that? To look back at the 21-year-old version of me and think, damn, why did you do that? Because you were 21, girl, (laughs) right? Like, I have to remind myself that 
the 36-year-old version of me with everything that I believe now and everything that I've lived through, of course the 21-year-old version of me didn't have this kind of common sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so often I think that we get stuck in judging the older versions of ourselves and not loving on the older version of ourselves when without them, we could never be here. So I love and I thank you for taking the time to love on little Shawnee. And I, I, I love on little Shawnee too, because <laughs> when, you know, we've, we've got a lot of time to talk about some of the things we've been through. And I just, I love little Shawnee because without little Shawnee, big Shanti wouldn't be here. And I want to know what can <laughs> others do? Like if you were going to give them that advice to find themselves or refine themselves, because Lord knows we get locked into some situations that help us lose ourselves very quickly. Mm. What would be your advice to help people refine themselves or find themselves in general? I think a lot of times what happens is people try to eliminate parts of them, their lives. They try to suppress parts of their lives. And for me, therapy is extremely important because it helps you accept each and every day. Just like we wouldn't be here if little Shawnee or little Shanti or like if I didn't go, like if you didn't go through those days, you wouldn't be here. Like you have to literally celebrate every moment that you've lived and that you've thrived. And if you begin to do that, and if you go back to those days where you're like, I hear people say like, oh my gosh, I don't want to relive that. Well, I do. I do want to relive that. I know that's right. I do. I do want to relive the day I looked in the mirror and I realized I was 50 pounds overweight. I do want to go back and experience that workout in the same way. You know why? Because that is like... Like, you can't throw away that power. You literally exuded more power in that day than you do on this day. Because anytime you... Listen, so one time I was in South Africa and I was... My husband and I were climbing Table Mountain. Okay. And so the, the guy was like, the, the, the mountain guy was like, he's like, it's really tough. And me and Scott looked at each other. I was like, I'm doing insanity. So I don't know, you know, whatever. <laughs> Do you know who you're right. talking to? <laughs> Let me tell you something. We parked on the street and just getting to the base of the mountain, I felt like we did insanity. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be really tough. Then we started to climb. And what I realized is every time we started to climb, we would get to a point where we would take a break, drink coffee or drink water. And we, we did that over and over again. And I realized that those moments were actually a plateaus that we hit in our lives. Some people hit a yep. plateau in their life and they're just like, oh my gosh, like I hit a plateau. I don't know what to do. Rest and accept. Come on, sit how in tough the it moment. Was. Sit in a moment. Sit with it. Balance, recalibrate, and get that ass moving. Like I know that's right. Because I think at the end of the day, that's the reason why you're here. Like you are here because you endured all of the good, good, good stuff. You had these celebratory moments. You are here because you endured those really tough moments. And that's what I mean whenever anyone hear me say, through struggle comes strength. Like an insanity workout is not easy. If you get through all 60 days, you deserve a full two-week vacation, okay? Because each and every day, you have to go through your mind and dig deeper. And that's what I want you to do in your everyday life. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, I can't tell you about insanity because that one almost took me out. But size is my my jam and I, I work through it all the time and I will continue to stick with it. I'm building my way up to insanity. But I will say, I love the South African story and I love the, I, what I love is that um, 
that perspective. And I think everyone should have that, right? In those moments that you have to stop and you can think, try to grab perspective. You didn't have to stand on that, in that place where you took a sip of the coffee in the water and think, wow, and, and connect it to other parts of your life, but you did. And that's such a beautiful skill to be able to stop and really say, oh, wow, this, you know, this relates to me. So I'm going to share one of my own stories with you. Uh, teaching first grade, um, my little baby, Josiah, he's amazing. And he's also super competitive, my little student, right? He's so competitive. <laughs> so everything's always got, in order to get Josiah to learn, I have to make sure that everything is a game. So I'm like, Jojo, all right, I bet you can't write this letter A like this. And Jojo's like, oh, I got, I'm going to write this letter A. And so we go back and forth. But he's always, I'm better than you, I'm better than you. And my response is always, you're supposed to be better than me. That is my job, is to make you better than me. Mm-hmm. And so we have this banter, banter like every day, you know, we're trying to do it. Shocked the hell out of me one day, because at the end of the lesson, I'm like, man, he's like, yeah, I'm better than you. And I'm like, you sure are. I go, but, but I want you to be better than me, Jojo. And we get ready to sign off. You know, it's virtual. God bless teachers in this craziness. But it's virtual. We get ready to sign off. And I was like, all right, bye, JoJo. See you tomorrow. And he goes, Miss Danielle? I said, yeah. He goes, you really are a good teacher, though. And I was shook. I was like, hold up. This isn't your... Like, why are you telling me I'm a good teacher right now? This this isn't how we do our stuff. What's happening? And I said, (laughs) oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. And I was like, but you're so much better than me. You taught me so much today. And he leaned into the camera, Shanti dead ass serious. And he said, yeah, but you know the whole alphabet. And when I tell you that that was what I needed, because listen, this is a first grader giving me something to really sit with. You're damn right. I know the whole alphabet. You know, I was walking around all day looking at people. When somebody looked at me funny, I'm like, I know the whole damn Come alphabet. On. And you know what? Them foundational skills are necessary because if you don't know the whole alphabet, you can't spell and you can't read. And if Come you can't on. spell and you can't read, you cannot be successful, period. So I was like, I do know the whole damn alphabet. So one of those the moments of perspective, right, where you stop and you realize that you there is a lesson in everything. You climbing a whole damn mountain thinking you got it covered. Then you had to take those breaks and really give yourself perspective. I'm teaching a first grader how to ABC it. And his ass gives me a life lesson. You know the whole alphabet. But you know what he was really saying? He was What's like, I, I want to know the whole alphabet like you. Like, it yes, was his way of letting you know, like, I know you're better than me. And I really can't wait until you teach me that. And that's like the power of being a teacher, which is why I think oh, all y'all God. should make more money. But that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother yes, day. Yes, we should, Shanti. You don't understand what we've lived through <laughs> during this pan, this panorama. I was I like, don't. listen, this panini is too much. Not paying us. You got to, like, they ain't even giving us raises this year. I'm like, no. we lived through this and y'all don't want to pay us, but it's okay. But anyway, Shanti, we love you. The helpers love you. Please, please, please. You're my favorite person to follow on Instagram. I'm going to follow <laughs> you on you. TikTok. Don't please worry, Please do. Boo. I'm going to follow you, too. Yes. Thank you. Oh, well, in the gram, because, you know, I ain't worked out the TikTok thing, but we're going to get well, it. Well, let's get it together. We will get it together. Please <laughs> let everybody know how to follow you. Let them know. I know you got new workouts coming out. You got all types of different stuff popping off. So please let everybody know how to find the lovely energy that you give out to the universe and the world every day, please. Oh, thank you so much. So you can follow me at um, at Sean T on Instagram. That's S H A U N T on Instagram, on Facebook, and on TikTok. I'm wild and craziest on TikTok. I'm wild on Instagram, but spreading joy. And Facebook is a combination of the 
of the three. I'm on Twitter sometimes. It's not my favorite platform. They fight too much. It's not mine either. But also, I would love for people to go to my podcast, Trust and Believe. It is a super fun way. Uh, It's literally just... Sometimes I have guests like Danny Starr uh, who inspire (laughs) and motivate you. Um, But also, I also do podcasts where I just really like to instill positivity. And it's just like... We're having a conversation on the phone, and it's super fun. So, yeah. Just it's amazing. Follow me. It's, uh, you know, I have a good time all the time, but I'm always trying to bring you great, great amounts of joy in your life. Well, you know, I already subscribed, and, and me and you have been <laughs> rocking together for like a decade now. So Thank I you. am all in with Trust and Believe. I think it is a beautiful thing that you are bringing to the world. Not only are you helping people with their fitness, but some of the things in the, the golden nuggets that you drop on Trust and Believe, when I tell you thinking about choosing, you know, choosing hard, choosing the right kind of hard for my life, you gave me so much clarity with just that one episode. And, and uh-huh. I've subscribed. I am all in. You know, you got a, a friendship for me forever. You know, you've been my friend in my head for 10 years, so I'm not tripping. Continue to shine. Continue to walk as your authentic self, because I genuinely you. think that you walking as your authentic self allowed me to to gave me permission. Like I, I'm, I spend a lot of time giving people permission who don't need it. People think they need permission, but you don't. But what you don't realize is you gave me permission to be my authentic self. And when I tell you stop code switching and showing up as myself in every space has been the best gift I've ever received. Mm. And part of that is by seeing people like you do the exact same thing. So I am well, just so you. grateful, Sean. You have no idea. And I'm going to continue to tilt, tuck, and tighten with you every Come day, boo. Well, I am happy to be one of your helpers. I love being a helper. Um, And I hope that you continue to thrive in your life. And you're doing such incredible things to help people out. But you know what? If I ever meet you, we're going to shake that ass on the corner. I'm just going to let you know. Come on. I'll do something strange for a little bit of change. Don't don't tell me with a good time, Sean. Because I mama needs a break, a margarita, and a little ass shaking. I can make it happen, okay? And we could do all three. Let me come to D.C. We could do all three. We could do all three when I come to D.C. Hey, do all three when you come to D.C. Hey, Hey, you and me, Shanti. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, love. When I tell you I am so happy that Shanti did not catfish me, friends, I wanted him to be exactly who he presents himself as, and he was everything and more. My new best friend, Shanti, we are so happy that he came to the podcast helping all the humans out and such a great conversation, right? Just really putting so many things into perspective, how overcoming trauma, right? But remembering that we have all lived through our worst days. We can get through it. And we got to remember that we always do and we always have. Also taking the time to understand what lens we look at the world through and how that always will change our perspective. And maybe if we start to see other people's lenses, if we can pause, breathe, and understand what, what we're looking through and that the lenses of other people are not the same, maybe we can meet somewhere. Maybe we can find some way to meet in the middle. And of course, if there's one thing I love talking about, I was sure Shanti, who has always been authentically himself, I knew we were going to get there. And just that reminder that everyone deserves to live the life that they want. 
everyone gets to show up as themselves. Stop code switching. Don't switch everywhere you go. You get to show up exactly the way that you are. Stop adjusting. The world will adjust to you, all right? Therapy and introspection, woo! <laughs> we all need some therapy. It's so important to be aware of yourself, that inner voice, your own silent power. These things are really important, and the only way you're gonna discover your silent power is if you start to turn inside and you start to really become your own friend and bounce things off of you because nobody knows you better than you. And honestly, that's the big way that we grow and we heal when we really start to peel back those layers and understand who we are. I had a damn ball, friends. It was so much fun. I smiled through the whole damn interview. It was great, and I really do believe that we will have a long-standing friendship because real recognizes real, and uh, a fellow light worker always sees a fellow light worker. That man is a good man, and you should follow him. And like I said, trust and believe, and you should follow his podcast too because it's really inspiring. It really is. If you have any questions you would like us to answer, you can send a voice memo to hahopodcast at gmail.com. That's H-A-H-O podcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram, same thing, at HaHo podcast. I'm your host, Miss Danielle, Shanti's best friend. And our executive producer is Emma Martins. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by Acast. We'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.